There's a difference between do it yourself and do it for a living. At the Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust. Technology to keep your job on track. Job site delivery to save you time. And bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money. When you've got a job, we're on the job. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. There's a difference between do it yourself and do it for a living. At the Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust. Technology to keep your job on track. Job site delivery to save you time. And bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money. When you've got a job, we're on the job. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Or do they teach you to talk like this in some Panama City sailor want a hump hump bar? Or is this getaway day and your last shot at his whiskey? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Hey, it's Sugar Shang, an episode of Sanctuary Sweet Truth with Billy Dees. Hello, everyone. How's it going? How's it going? Well, I can't complain. Last week or so has been kind of crazy, but I'm getting through it and uh, still trying to enjoy the summertime. We have the Hall of Fame thing going on down here in Canton. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, it is. Uh, the football? Right. Oh, wow. It is about that time, isn't it? Jeez. Yeah. Are you a part? Do you do anything with that? Or I used to go to a lot of the festivities and stuff, but I kind of got out of it the oh, last okay. few years. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on down here. I mean, people come from all over the country to check this stuff out. So, but I've been here all these years, off and on. I'm an NFL fan. Ain't been in the damn Hall of Fame yet. Yeah, it's only about, what, 30, 35 minutes down the road from you there. I know. I know. I need to go. I just need to. <laughs> Here I am driving four hours to Niagara Falls this weekend. Can't make it 30 minutes to the damn Hall of Fame. There you go. Well, hell, I just now made it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. That's because I was going to the Chili Peppers concert, so I just made a day of it. But, hell, I have, I'm planning on trying to make that a yearly event as far as going to the Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, whenever they have the inductees. Right. But, um. I want to make a quick mention that I apologize if I got a little out of hand last week uh, Last week on on the episode toward the close there. I wasn't trying to be directing that ill toward anyone, but it just kind of gripes me sometimes when, you know, the picture of Trump praying and everything. It kind of got on my nerves. Everybody's making a damn big deal out of that. When I personally think, you know, it, it wouldn't have been so bad if it would have been something else because I've seen it happen before and nothing's ever been said. You know, I mean, hell, we had Ronald Reagan in there talking to astrologers, for God's sakes. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, I, mean so I just, that, that kind of got on my nerves. So I apologize if I offended anyone, but I just had to tell it like I felt. Right. I want to make mention, Billy Dees has got a podcast. If you don't follow it on iTunes, I didn't even know it. Been working with the man for I don't know how long now. I didn't even know nothing about it. I actually listened to a couple of them uh, this past week really good. Uh, the one oh, I really... 
the Wheel Three, I was really, I really like, I like both. But the Wheel Three, I really like listening to that interview. Uh, matter of fact, as soon as I got through listening to it, I got on Amazon, and I found out I'm going to try to download it tomorrow. That uh, I'm a Prime member. Oh, okay. So, so that particular book, I can read for free with the Kindle books right now. Oh, that's fantastic. So I'm going to download it, give it a shot, read it, read read some of it, because I get that one for free. Uh, it's only four ninety nine, I believe, if you're uh, for the Kindle version. If you don't, if you're not a member, what they do, I don't know if you're aware of what Amazon Prime does, is um, it's kind of like a Netflix streaming deal, almost in that sense. Every now and then they release some books, and you can read them for for free for a while, and then and then you. Uh... Oh, wait, he's listening. Sorry, and then they uh, eventually they take them off the free list. Because okay. I was I was reading some of the Harry Potters like I just couldn't get into Harry Potter. I thought I couldn't read it that long. I love the movies, both right. the books and it's no offense, but they're so low level as far as what I'm used to reading. And it right. was just like I was like, man, I can't get into this. It was just like almost like taking me back to fifth grade reading level, and I couldn't read it. And I tried it. I tried. I tried it like three times to read that first book, and I just couldn't get into it. But I love the movies. I got all of them on DVD, but just wasn't into the movie into the books. Right, right. But take a listen at his podcast if you got an f- iPhone or you got iTunes or whatever the case may be, iPad. It's Billy D's, just his name. All you got to do is look it up, and uh, you'll see his mug here. Just give him, <laughs> just give him a sub- subscribe. Well, well thanks for a minute. I, I don't mention it on this show only because when I'm doing this show, I always felt that I'm doing this show. You know? Oh, no. I'm- and uh, But that's... That's nice that you mention it. I appreciate it. Uh, you can always promote yourself, man. Heck, I'm doing a motivational uh, podcast tomorrow night, and then 11 o'clock Wednesday morning, I'm going to do that Welcome to the Freak Show for the first time. And oh, I'm kind of interested in seeing the Wednesday morning because I'm, gonna try, I'm trying to see what kind of live feedback I get doing a morning show because I'm going to do it before I go to work. And uh, I'm going to try. I'm trying to interested in seeing what kind of listens I get. And everybody says, "Well, you won't get many. Everybody's at work." I'm like, "Bullshit! You've been on Facebook at eleven o'clock in the morning. Everybody ain't a fucking work." Right. Because I mean, there's a lot of folks posting on Facebook. Either that, or the bosses of the people that work there they just shut down the Facebook on their servers because they ain't nobody getting no damn work done. <laughs> well, they're, they're probably on their phone. You know, well, that too. Is, yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, they got damn. I forgot about all the mobile devices we got. You know, with that now, you can do anything. Yeah, but I do have to give a. I can't go into detail. I could off the air, but I can't go into detail on the air. All I'll tell you is I was at work today and I had an epiphany. Uh oh. I was sitting there and I said, you know, I'd really like to think I would really like to write a comedy type uh, book. Uh huh. And. I said, you know, with you know, but a book, but with humor, kind of like the. I've always been a fan of Hitchhiker's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I absolutely love Douglas Adams. God rest his soul, one of the greatest damn comedy writers I've ever read. If you've never read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you are missing out on a fine piece of damn craftsmanship. The movie sucked. The book phenomenal. I mean, when I was 15 years old, I was laying in my bed reading this book and having to put it down because tears were rolling down my damn eyes from laughing uh-huh. so hard. It was that good. Excellent book. I want to get them all. They got a thing on Kindle right now. I believe it's 12 bucks for all four or five of his books that are a mm-hmm. series. The only one I've ever read is the first one, but it was hilarious. I mean, laughed. And uh, So anyway, I'm sitting there working. 
And I said, I thought uh-huh. of that. And all of a sudden, the idea, the name of the book popped in my head. If there's such a thing as fate or destiny, I ain't saying there is or there ain't. But man, I tell you what, I've never had an experience like this, dude. I shit, uh-huh. you, I shit you not. I've never had it quite like this where it happens. I mean, I've sat and pondered things. And Man. ideas come. But I mean, this was like it popped in my head instantly. I told three coworkers a little bit, not to not, nothing to the details of the book, but the idea, a little thing, and all three of them laughed. And I told them all three individually. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's the reaction I want right there. And uh, I can't tell you exactly what it is. And it's not. this is not even doing it justice because it's not exactly like this either. But all I can tell you is it's the American version of Doctor Who. No. But it's but it's nothing like Doctor Who when you get right down to it. That's why I say it ain't really doing it justice. I mean, one of the things I had come in my mind was when I laid down this afternoon to take a nap. And I just had started to doze. And one part of it popped in my head again. Hmm. Right then, I'm starting to write this bitch tomorrow. I'm going to sit down with my fingers and roll a lot crazy. I've already had several several things I've been thinking about for ideas, but it's an excellent, excellent idea. So, just want to cool. say, uh, oh, Wendy says she knows a publisher, but uh, yeah, I think it, I think it'll work. I like I like humor. The humor aspect's what I'm going to have to work on is getting that off, getting that across, you know. Because right. believe you me, to be honest with you, humor is harder to write than drama when you're writing a book. Because drama, yeah. I could write drama all day. It's everyday life stuff that happens. But when you start implementing humor, you have to make you have to think about how you're going to make your audience get that. You know. Yeah. That type of thing. Didn't mean to speak long on that, but I mean it's just I'm glad. So OJ, we got kind of old news, but like you said, hell, everybody's been talking about it for thirty years. Might as well talk about it now. It was released last week from jail, and there's been people pissed off because he was released, and you know. Well, he I wasn't released yet. He was paroled. Oh, he will be. Yeah, he will be paroled. It was October first. Right. Yes, October I believe 1st. so. Yeah, that's right. He will be October first, and uh, I was thinking, you know. I don't understand why everybody's all in an uproar about this. Now, I know everybody wants to say, you know, well, he, he killed his wife. I don't know. Yeah, there's evidence that proves it. Probably the, LA, the LAPD screwed the whole damn case up. I know that's probably true, too. But all that aside, he served his time for the crime that he was punished for. Right. He'd done almost nine years, and I'm not trying to say anything, but hell, I did three months. From just about not much different than the same thing. So, I mean, nine years is what he's almost served. In my opinion, he served more than what he was supposed to serve for the offense that he did. I've seen people go to prison. Child molesters serve two years. Murderers serve five. And he's having to serve nine for, you know, being in it. It was, I'm going to tell you honestly, to be truthful with you, it was a... And I'm not backing the guy. Maybe he did kill him, kill his wife. I am not a big fan of the whole deal. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm looking from a justice aspect. In my opinion, it was a complete twist of justice to make a man serve some kind of time for a punishment for a crime he did that that no, he was never convicted of. That's my view. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. If that would have been anybody else, they wouldn't have served nine years in prison. I could be wrong about this, but wasn't he given an opportunity to plead to plead out and get a lot a much lesser sentence, but he wouldn't do it? I don't remember. That could have been. Okay. That could have been. Uh, I'm not certain on that one. Okay, uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really follow that. Yeah, I don't remember that. Uh, I don't want to say one way or the other. Right. But, um, the thing about it is, if he killed his wife, it don't damn matter. He could get out October the 1st, and October the 2nd, he could get on national press Make a damn public announcement all over damn television in the United States and the world included if he wanted to. And say, look, I stabbed that woman. I killed every bit of it. And guess what? He won't serve a day for it because there's a double jeopardy clause. He can't be tried for something he, uh, again for a murder. Right. He can't be. So there's no sense. Just let it, The only way he, he could get anything now is if, God forbid, the family sought their own justice out. But as far as him getting anything, there is nothing. He could get up and make a public confession and never get nothing. Well, the the Goldman family did win a civil. Right. Which civil I thought was, am I going to be honest with you? I thought that was ass backwards. I'm sorry. That makes no sense. I go to, I go to court. I get found not guilty of murder. And then you're going to sit your fa- the family is going to send me to court, and I'm found liable for all that, and I got to pay them. But I've That's already right. been found not guilty of murder. Well, the, the 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 situation is is he was found not guilty in a criminal court, and the standard of proof is much higher. When you're in a a civil court, and we're talking about wrongful death, the burden of proof is much lower, and they allowed a lot more evidence to be introduced into that than they did the criminal trial. So that's why that happened. Uh, yeah. I was, yeah, I was trying to, yeah, that's true. I was trying to read this. But um, I just think people are drawing it out of proportion. They just need to let it go. Let him get out on October the 1st, live the rest of his life. And uh, if you get a chance, Wendy did post an article from his sentencing, uh, Las Vegas article. If you get a chance on Spricker in a chat box, I don't want to read the whole thing, but it is listed right there. Okay. Um, and just let him live out the rest of his life. If he dies and takes it to his grave, he takes it to his grave if he didn't know anything or did anything. I don't know. There's nothing we can do about it. Just let it be. Now, there's one thing I want to talk about here. I want to get your stand on this sure enough, because this right here blows my mind. You heard about Nick Saban, right? Or did you read that thing I said? Yeah. Uh, now, here, what I know about college football, <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm pretty good with the pro football. But what I know about the coaches and all that in, in college football is very limited. But go ahead. You really don't have to know much about football. College football, we need to figure this out. Now, they have signed him to make $11 million as a college coach. Now, I don't think 
Now, granted, now some people have even said that now some of the ball players that left that don't play for Alabama anymore said he's not worth that much money. Some of them have said he is. Some of them, most of the majority I've read said that he's not worth that. Nobody is. There's been a few that said that if he, and even Nick Saban's been a backer of this, if he's going to make um, his that kind of money, the football players, college players should make money. Well, I'm not an advocate of that because I'm not an advocate of that because the players are there to get an education, do their job as far as ball players, and hopefully get a draft pick and then go on to make the big money in the pros. That's the whole deal. That's what makes college football more exciting to me some ways than pro because they're actually trying to right. work towards something. So, I, But I do think the college coaches, because it's their job from year to year, whether the players stay or don't stay, should get paid. But $11 million? Yeah. $11 million? <clears throat> I mean, that's Alabama wanting to keep that damn championship bad. Right. There is no reason for a college-level coach to make that kind of money. I don't even think – I mean, I don't know if you know, anybody to make that kind of money as far as a damn football coach. I don't care. But college, that is ridiculous. There's football players and the pros that don't make that much money. Yeah. Don't even make nowhere near it. Well, it's – you know, when, when I talk about – professional athletes making too much money what i'm always told the conservative point of view is well it's whatever the market will bear and if the market will bear it he's getting it and the fact of the matter is is this is also part of a marketing strategy you have to keep that in mind too this isn't just about his ability to coach but it's about the the level of attractiveness that the school has And a killer football program really puts you on the map in terms of people evaluating where they want to go to school. And that's all part of how the university makes money. And I would agree with you about the athletes getting paid. I I was listening to somebody the other day on on TV, and they made the remark that, you know, these these football athletes, they're – you know, they have to get up in the morning and have to go to the weight room and then they have to go to class and then they have to go to practice and then they have to go to class and they have to study. And shouldn't they be getting paid for that? Well, well, here's here's the deal. What about the other 40,000 kids on campus who have to get up in the morning and go to their first job yeah. before they go to class to, to help pay for their classes? You know, right. I agree. With <laughs> you getting a, most of them are getting, getting a free ride or, or at least help getting through school on these scholarships and stuff and that's their payment so yeah, yeah i agree i agree uh i'm glad i i'm you know even though i never had a even though i used to play baseball i used to pitch um i've never had a strong desire to be a pro athlete and i'm kind of glad i never went that route um, just at the college level, the mentality of some of these kids that think they're better than others because they play college football. Right. And they think they're special. They should get their grades given to them. You know, not really have to earn them because, hey, we're playing for the team, the school this week, you know, and, 
So I'm kind of glad I never got mixed up into all that. And I don't know that I would have went that route if I had, to be honest with you. I don't even like those kind of people, but I don't know. But uh, I'm just glad I never got tangled up with all that. I did want to give you, not not trying to get into a lot of sports talk, I just thought everybody would like to hear this little piece of information, and I'm not going into all the teams. They did, ESPN had the predictions for this coming up NFL season, each team what their record was going to be, and I'm not naming them all. I'm just going to mention the Falcons, because I'm from Atlanta. They predicted them to win the division with 12-4. and The Browns, they expected them to do a little bit better than last year. They expected them to be 4-12. and (laughs) <laughs> four, four wins, 12 losses. Guess what they predicted the Patriots to be? I have no idea. 16-0. and 0. Wow. They predict them to be that dominant to where they go have another. Well, they did it one time before, but have a season where they don't lose one game. Right. And they then their prediction for the Super Bowl is the Patriots versus the Packers. Hmm. Hope that's wrong, but. I hope Patriots ain't even in it, man. I'm so sick of them, man. I don't, no offense to Tom Brady, man. He's one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback to ever play the game. But I'm just, I mean, last year he kind of sealed the deal, on my opinion, of that. When it came to, oh, yeah. <laughs> when it came to Super Bowl. If I was him, I would have quit. I would have yeah. quit. Yeah, yeah. I would have, too. I mean, that would have been a great hurt, finish. You, yeah, he's, it, it's, it's time. Yeah. That would have been a great finish. He's already got the stats. That would have been a great finish to a, to a great career. And, uh, when he played that, that second half of that ball game, and I hate it because he was playing my Falcons, but God, my damn. Hell, I had I wanted somebody to run out there on the damn field and check to see if that son of a bitch even had a pulse. <laughs> I didn't even know if he was human. I remember, uh, I, I, I'm, if I remember correctly, Bill Maher made the comment that he didn't want the Patriots to win because I guess the owner was a Trump supporter, and he was just uh, being funny, you know. Yeah. And and during the game, they're in the well, fourth Tom quarter. Was. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it, during the game in the fourth quarter, uh, Bill Maher put out on social media. You know, when the, when the Patriots were coming back, he goes, "This is Hillary all over again." <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Probably the Russians was hacking the game. I reckon. Yeah. do want to give condolences even though i've never been a big supporter of the man especially some of his policies but uh mccain i hate to hear about i hate to hear about the brain cancer i hate to hear about about anybody hell i ain't a huge hillary clinton fan but hell i wouldn't want to hear have brain cancer you know that's just something now he's an honorable man whether you agree with him or not he's an honorable man and anyway you know he could have when he was a prisoner of war he had an opportunity to come home because his dad apparently was, you know, pulling some strings for him behind the scenes. And he said, no, I'm not leaving without my guys. Wow. He, st- he stayed there. Yeah. Even when Bill everybody, Clinton until when everybody could leave. Bill Clinton and, wouldn't have done that shit. We know that because he was a Canadian draft dodger. <laughs> well, you know, Clint, what's his name? Trump said, oh, I got a little spur on my foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this whole uh, – Man, how can what can you say about a guy like that, man? And during the, they've been showing it a lot. And I remember when that happened, when he was doing a a campaign stop when he was running in 2008. And one of the su- supporters came up and said, "Well, I know Obama's a 
a Muslim or something like that. And he said, no, 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 we're not going to go down that road. Wow. You know, and he, and he defended President yeah, Obama. There's no sense said, in going down that road because it doesn't, no, make we're not gonna, yeah. it doesn't make a damn if he's a Muslim or not. It doesn't make a damn if he's an Islam or not. Nowhere in the Constitution does it say that the President of the United States has to be a damn Christian. Nowhere. It's right. freedom <laughs> of religion. It can be anything he wants to be. Yeah. I mean, if he came out and said that in this country, would it hurt the votes? Quite possibly. Because sure. of because of the you know way people are raised, but still and yet it doesn't make a damn. It's not about what you worship when you go into the office. It's about what you can do for the American damn people. That's what it's about. That's why I do believe in separation of state, church, and state. I always have. Because in my opinion, this is my view, and I'm not trying to get into a religious conversation. But in my view, as I've said before, we're all born free choice. You always make your choices to whether you want to worship or whether you don't want to worship. So if you're in a part of a government that inflicts and forces their religion upon you, isn't that against anything of free choice? Right. That's why I didn't agree with the Catholic Church back in the day when it was telling everybody back years and, you know, hundreds of years ago that it was telling everybody they had to do this and had to do that and the world's flat, whatever the hell it was. No. You should be able to choose what you want to do as far as worship and leave it at that. Go to your churches, your synagogues, what have you, on the days that you go. Do your thing. Come home. Do at home what you want to do. But when you get in that damn capital and that building, it's about what you can do for the country as a whole. Now, whether you pray to a God in order to get that advice, that's fine. However you see fit, but you just don't implement it to the people. That's it. Simple. And when we get away from that in this country, we've already lost what we fought for in the first damn place. There's no reason to even try to, to have any kind of freedoms. Might as well start burning damn books. Uh, it's the truth. It'd be the next step. People don't see right. that. That would be the next step. Well, one when of you, the things... That one of what, oh, what I was going to say was one of the uh, one of the things that was behind the concept of the separation of church and state was kind of what you alluded to. In old Europe, there was a lot of times when certain kings sought out the endorsement of the church, meaning that God wanted them there. And as a citizen, if you said anything against the policies of the government. You're going against the will of God, and that usually didn't bode too well for your future, if you know what I mean. <laughs> right. And it really made the king very hard to unseat, very hard to question his authority when he apparently had the endorsement of God. Mm. So that's why when, when this country was being put together and they were fine-tuning it, the founding fathers in – I'm going to paraphrase here. They, they probably said it in a more technical way, but they basically said, you know what? We've had enough of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they said it just like it. <laughs> and uh, they never wanted a president to get in there and become so popular that he seeked out the, the, the endorsement of the church. 
and basically said, right. you know what? God wants me here, and we don't need to bother with all these pesty elections anymore. They never wanted that to happen. And that's a misconception that I run across a lot. A lot of people feel that separation of church and state is to protect religion, and it is. It does protect religion. But it's also there to protect the government from religion. Right. I mean, uh, I just don't see why we can't understand to keep it separate. I don't even like it when the Republicans try to get the backing of the evangelical parties or whatever the fuck that is. Oh, I don't yeah, even yeah, yeah. I don't even like that shit. When Pat Robertson and his goons have got to get together and talk that shit. I don't give a damn. I don't even think it should be asked in a debate or anything what religion you are. That has bold diddly shit to do with fixing the country. Nothing. It should not even be asked. If I was on the po- on the platform and they asked me that running for president, I'd look at them and say, what the hell does it matter? Next question. They wouldn't want right. me running for office. They sure as fuck wouldn't want me running for office. I'd be the most truthful son of a bitch they ever met in their life. Bring up some skeleton out of my closet. Go ahead. I'd be like, yeah, it happened. Next. <laughs> I mean, what the hell are they going to do? Right. I don't give a shit about all that. I'm all concerned with what we can do now to fix things. Not about what my religion is and whether I did this or whether I believe that or whether I drank this or smoked that or what the hell ever. Tell me, did I smoke pot? Yeah, I've smoked pot. If you see a couple of strange-looking characters coming up in a White House, <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not that big a deal to me. I want to get to this story for sure, because I know you know more about it than I do. I want you to tell it about these kids. And I know it's kind of a drastic story with the drowning that happened this past week. Oh, yeah. I was going to get you to tell that one, because I don't know quite as much. I know the gist of it, but I think you know more about it than I do. Well, what happened was there was this lake. I'm not sure if it was a park or what it was. Excuse me. And I've heard conflicting stories on this, but I'm pretty sure that the guy was, I don't want to say disabled, but he had some issues. Um, And he walked into into this lake, and he went way out there, and he started drowning. And there was a group of teenagers on the on the side of the lake and they were started videotaping it. And while they were videotaping it, they're laughing at the guy cracking jokes. You could hear the guy off in the distance, you know, yelling and they were like, Hey, well, you know, you shouldn't have went out there, dumbass. And we're all, you know, words to that effect. And they basically just laughed and made jokes and taunted the guy while he drowned. And from what I understand, the local authorities were having a hard time finding anything to charge these guys with because there is there aren't a, there aren't across the board there aren't a whole lot of laws that compel you to do something when somebody needs help. Right. We got to change it. They, they need to well, change it. Well, well, here's 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 why that is. For example. 
we can't expect people, average people, to run into a burning house to try to save somebody. Just for example, you can't expect people to do that. It's great when they do, but not everybody has the physical ability to do it. Not everybody has the bravery to do it. So you can't mandate that people try to save someone's life. And by the way, saving someone who's drowning is very, very dangerous. Very dangerous. True. They could could argue they can't swim, too. You know, you never can tell. Well, yeah. But that, to me, isn't the issue. The issue is, is that they had a phone that they could have called 911. Oh. And what was worse is they were taunting him. Now, I believe – I could be wrong about this. I believe some states do have – you know, that you should call 911. But here again, not everybody's going to have a phone all the time. Okay. But anyway, to make a long story short, they were taunting him. In my view, when you are taunting somebody who's in distress, that should be a crime. Yeah. Now, that that would be like making fun of people who are burning in a house. Yeah, no difference. You know, it, it's uh, To me, it's absolutely crazy now. That's like what that. I understand. Oh, go ahead. From, well, from what I understand, they found some statute about reporting a crime, and it, it, apparently it's only a misdemeanor charge. It's like a $1,000 fine or something like yeah. that, but they are going to try to charge him with that. That's what we just cru- said. The, the, the cruelty behind this, the utter disregard for human life, is astounding in that case. It's just uh, it's beyond words. I don't know what to say about it. Yeah, it's uh, – I couldn't imagine – if that, first of all, if those were my, any of my kids, I'd be so damn disappointed. I wouldn't even want to show my face. And it's like I told you on Twitter when I seen the story, or you had said something. Yo, you tweeted the story, and I said right. something about it. I said if they hadn't done it now, they're, they're, I said they're future killers of some sort. I hate to say that, but that's down the road. Not all, maybe, but one, one in that bunch, I guarantee you, will serve a sentence one of these days. Because there ain't no way in the hell you could have that kind of mentality to sit there and laugh and mock when a man's dying. Well, there was another one on Instagram. I don't have the details of this. This just happened. But this girl was videoing while she was driving, and she wrecked the car. And the Mm -hmm. car rolled over, and her sister was ejected. And she gets out and videotapes this and says oh look at my sister she's gonna die i'm sure i'm sorry about that but i really don't give a f now that's her sister god help (laughs) people don't even have compassion or or empathy for their own kind anymore their own family it's sad i mean i see people that way with their kids I, i i don't know if social media is exposing these things that we never really never really had a first-hand seat for before, or if it's somehow desensing young people to reality. I think it's a that, little yeah. of both. I think it's uh, social media has desensitized a lot of people to reality. I think it's like they got all these videos nowadays. I was watching the Criminal Minds last night, and uh, that's what they were saying was something about – People will watch violent stuff, and, that, and there was this person that was filming the murder, and it was getting so many hits because they were doing it. And they said the reason why it was still getting so many hits is a lot of people thought it was fake. They thought it was part of a horror film. And uh, and they've desensitized the violence. They don't pay any attention to it. They don't care. Everything's just a thing. And I think what social media has done is we're now seeing 
what social media has done to people by showing that they've become desensitized. They don't care anymore. If that shit would have happened back in well, uh, leave, uh, Andy Griffith's show in the Mayberry days and the Berryville Hillbillies, that shit would have made national news, man. Yeah. National news. Nowadays, you can open the damn paper up and turn back to page seven and you'll see shit like that. Back then, that would have been front page. They would have had to put the yeah. uh, fair at the park back on page two. And people say, and I, it makes me sick. People tell me the world ain't got no worse. I'm like, where the hell are you at, man? Have you not yeah. seen it getting worse? Are you that damn stupid? I can give you statistic after statistic that proves it's worse. Yeah. I could sit down and write a whole list tomorrow and still wouldn't begin to touch the surface. Yeah, people are too damn worried about selfies and being internet famous and doing uh, common decency acts. That's what Wendy said. That's the truth. Sure, sure. we got a world of narcissism. People are so damn full of themselves. And like I've said, I don't have no problem when you want to post a selfie here and there if it's an event you're at or... Or oh, you're, yeah. you and your family or whatever. I don't have no problem with that. But I'm talking about these motherfuckers. It's got to get on here. Post a selfie. I've seen it. Man, I ain't lying to you. I ain't bullshitting you. They may be listening or may listen. I don't give a damn. They post a selfie eight, nine, ten times a day. Oh, yeah. That's like I said one time on a podcast. I know more about some people's fucking bathroom than they do. You could probably show me a picture of a bathroom and I could tell you who the fuck it is. <laughs> yeah that's ridiculous. well that's the thing that's maybe that's why everybody's so worried about technology developing self-awareness because i'm not so sure that it's done human beings a, a lot oh, well, of i don't good. think it's done a hell of a lot of good at all <laughs> it hasn't right and uh like i said i'm not against technology but it's how you use technology I'm not against television, but it's what you put on television. I'm not against, you know, radio. It's what you put on radio. It's not. I'm not against anything. It's how you use the resources that are given to you. We've been given a great gift. Facebook could have been a great gift. A lot of things could have been great, uh, great gifts. And people have come in in their wickedness and just turned it into shit. Yeah. Do you realize how much good Facebook... Oh, we got the GoFundMes. Well, let me tell you something. The GoFundMes, because most of them go fuck me's because most of them make nothing but a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. GoFundMe is my ass. I've seen GoFundMes on there for all kinds of stupid shit. They would have a hard, they'd have a hard time me giving a nickel to any of that shit. I could set up a GoFundMe right now. I'm not going to do that because I'm not a fucking lowlife. And I could use the money right now, just to be honest with you. I'm not trying to get into my, I'm not going into any of my personal deals. But I could use the money right now and start me a GoFundMe. Say, hey, here's the Wilson Foundation. GoFundMe. But I'm not that kind of fucking person. I don't come from the handout generation. I'm from the get off your ass and earn it. Yeah. And he's down. 
It's, yeah, I agree with you. Social media, though, as a whole, has fucked up people. It has fucked up bad. I mean, we went from MySpace to to damn empty space. You want to know the truth? That's what I think is between most of these motherfuckers' ears. We went That's from a good MySpace, way to to, yeah. MySpace to empty space. I think we progressed with Facebook. We ain't done shit. I'd rather see that fucker sitting at that desk, turning his head, looking at everybody right now, as to see that damn Facebook on most of these pages. I don't know what ever happened to him. That'd be a good damn thing to research and do one day. <laughs> what was his name? Tom? I think it was, or some shit like that. I don't know. I didn't. It was a guy that started MySpace. I can't remember his name. He had his picture up. I only had a MySpace account for a very brief period of time. Oh, okay. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I didn't have it very long. It was so bad. It was getting toward the point, though. It was it was the beginning of Facebook generation, that's for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because Christina had somebody I won't name them names, but she they had a top ten friends list on MySpace, and she had somebody that wasn't in her top ten that was down below that. They contacted her, wanted to know why they weren't in her top ten, so she deleted uh-huh. them. I'm like, who the fuck gives a shit? I mean, who gives a damn? Right. You're not in my top ten. How the fuck? Go back. Get, grow the fuck up. Right. Some of you people, man, are so damn ridiculous. Oh, I don't get no likes on my page. Who gives a shit if they like me or not? I don't give a damn if I get one single like on any motherfucking post. I do not. I do not go to sleep at night going, oh, I posted that before I went to bed. I hope so. I'll get some likes. Right. Are you that bad? I have never worried one time about a damn like on my Facebook. The only thing I used to worry about was whether Christina looked us up every night. And now I don't even give a shit about that anymore. It's not because I don't care about her. I just don't care anymore. I hardly ever get on Facebook. If you noticed, most of my shit is from a fan page that I've posted to my Facebook page. I hardly ever get on it anymore. I got so damn tired of scrolling and looking at that shit, I just don't care anymore. Right. I've got bigger and better shit to do. I've got a fucking success to try to run. I got a life to try to make better. And it ain't gonna get no better scrolling a goddamn Facebook page, I can tell you that. Not unless they're giving right. out free checks for goddamn hitting the like button. Now if they want to start giving me five hundred dollars for every damn like button I hit, I'll hit that some bitch till I fucking thumb falls off. <laughs> but otherwise, I don't give a shit. I spend more time on Twitter, and the only reason why I spend more time on Twitter because most of the shit I follow is quotes, and it's stuff that inspires me. I get on there, and I'll click, and I'll retweet a four, four or five of those every now and then. Yeah, I, I've noticed. Did you did you get a, a book of quotes or something? <laughs> no, some of them I just, no, I just follow like four yeah, or five, the, six. Oh, I was going to say, because you, you, yeah. I've, I've been noticing you quit. Uh, Quoting a lot of people lately. That's all the yeah, only reason I was asking. Oh, no. What it is is, well, some people do. I don't know who it is, but I, I mean, some of them I have done. I've, some of them I've done my own that I thought were kind of cool. Some of them I've okay. broke down of others, but some of them have been just, I just follow pages that are quote pages. And oh, that's okay. what I follow them for because it's just for inspiration. I'll see something, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. You know, and I hit retweet. I mean, it's a lot better to give it a fucking selfie. It's a lot better to give it a damn doom and gloom of the damn day. Right. What in the hell is that? 
I have no idea. What are you talking Somebody's about? Somebody's outside my hall talking on a damn walkie-talkie. Oh. <laughs> or on their phone one. I don't know what the hell is going But, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not mad at anybody individually. I'm just sick. I've had it up to here, so to speak, of just people mentality. Right. And they wonder, why in the hell can't I get anywhere? Why in the hell can't I get any further in life? And I'm like, why in the hell don't you put your fucking phone down? Why in the hell can't I find somebody? Why don't you quit worrying about trying to find somebody on your damn social medias? Quit worrying about trying to find somebody on a damn dating site. And just let what happens, happens. You'll find somebody, the right person, if you just take your time and chill and the right person will come along. Right. Something you have in common. But quit fucking worrying about eHarmony and Match.com because that shit ain't going to do a damn thing. I wouldn't even trust that shit if I was single today. There ain't no way in the hell I'd do that. For me personally. I'd be right. afraid as hell of what fucking I'd get hooked up with. <laughs> Probably get somebody with a damn ice pick. If you got a date tonight with a match.com, don't go to sleep thinking <laughs> on that. <laughs> oh, we ain't got long. You got anything else you want to give, man? No, we're good. All right. I hope y'all enjoyed the show. Uh, it ended up being all right. Never made it get on by a, by a soapbox, but think about it next time you're scrolling. Think about it. I want you to stop. Scroll down through there, and I want you to think, man, I've done spent 15 minutes on this son of a bitch. Think about what you could have done in that 15 minutes that would have bettered yourself. With that being said, we'll be back Thursday night, and uh, y'all have a good few days. It's Ryobi Days at the Home Depot. Buy a Ryobi OnePlus 2-pack battery starter kit for just 99 bucks, and get one of over 20 select Ryobi OnePlus tools up to an $84 value free. The OnePlus system also fits over 125 other Ryobi tools. So now, going cordless is almost endless. Buy the battery kit, get a free tool. Ryobi Days now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Bow through June 19th, limit one per customer while supplies last. See store for details. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.